0: Hi there and welcome to The Brave, a podcast all about resilience and the chaos and complexity of the modern day world. I'm Bethan Vincent and I'm your host and in each episode we explore a different area of life, a different area of resilience and I do this through interviewing people or just generally having a chat with you on my own. And this week I have Ashley Smith on the show who's sharing. I have to say an extremely brave story with us and I'm extremely proud of Ashley. I know her in real life and I'm extremely proud that she's kind of come on and talked about a subject that firstly is extremely personal and secondly is extremely important and not talked about enough. So Just a bit of a disclaimer, we recorded in a slightly noisy pub, so hopefully there's quite a nice bustling atmosphere, but if there is a bit of background noise, it's just because we were kind of out having, I think I had a really lovely fruit beer actually, um, in the Madness pub on Lendl here in York. But yeah, really hope you enjoy the episode, and thanks to Ashley for sharing her story.
1: Um, Hi, I'm Ashley, Uh, I'm an automation tester, and I've been living in York for just over 10 years now. Um, I try to be quite involved in the York Tech scene. Um, co-founder of a couple of meetups, including Women in Tech York and Test York. Awesome! Thank you so much. That's brilliant. So
0: I'm going to start off with a question that I ask everyone who comes on the show, and that's essentially: What does resilience mean to you?
1: I would say that resilience is. It's when you are constantly re-evaluating um, sort of your life, really. Um, for me it's, if you're told you can't do something or you realise you can't do something, it's looking at that and looking at what other avenues are available to you and not giving up. Just because you can't do that exact thing doesn't mean you can't do a version of it. That's what
0: I'd say. Yeah, so it's addressing and looking at all possible options and yeah. not, not being narrow and mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think, yeah. Awesome. So we asked people to come on this show to kind of chat about challenge and the things they've overcome and, you know, some of either the risks they've taken or just how they've dealt with the general crap, want of a better word, that life (laughs) likes to throw at us sometimes. And you've kind of got a really unique and a very brave story. So would you mind giving us a little bit of background to that, please? Sure.
1: Okay. So I've had a bit of a rough six months. Um, Six months ago I found out that it was going to be very, very difficult for me to conceive a child and to carry a child full term and also to have a child that um, was going to be healthy and develop as they should. Um, I've got a fun mix of medical conditions, I've got polycystic ovaries, diabetes, a thyroid condition and I've had an eating disorder for 15 years. So I've I've got all the things going. Um, yeah. So that that was a difficult thing for me to realise. It happened two days before I was starting my brand new job. Oh wow. And, which has been was quite challenging. And I think it was quite obvious to a lot of my friends that I was down, and they assumed that my job was going badly. Um, and I honestly did not correct them because it it was too difficult to talk about. Um, it took me a month. To tell my mum. It took me nearly two months to tell my partner. Um, it was very scary and quite isolating, and I sort of decided the way I'll deal with this is to just pretend it's not happening and not tell anyone. Um, until I realised that eventually I have to tell someone and it wasn't anywhere near as bad as so I built it up to be in my head. I I thought your head is the worst place to be <laughs> That's so like, true I saw this tweet on Twitter recently From this guy who an Awful person who tweeted something like Women um, Stop being reproductive at 40 But they've got another 40 years of life What are they going to do with oh,
0: it? Oh I totally saw that that, um, that went
1: viral didn't it? Yeah, yeah. and I was like oh, what? Well, Terrible person But also imagine that, be, that voice being in your head Telling yeah. you You have failed at what is a, you know, biological function. You should be able to do this and you have failed. And it was just that voice was going around in my own head. Because on Twitter I'd be like, that guy's awful, don't listen to him, he doesn't know what he's talking about. When it's in your own head you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, and you're kind of
0: trapped with it as well and it goes around and around. exactly. And if you don't mind me asking, Mm You didn't tell a lot of important people in your life for a while, mm-hmm. was
1: was that kind of self-preservation or...? It, it was, yeah, it was... I expected to feel sad, and I, I did feel sad. I didn't expect to feel guilty, and I felt massively guilty. Like, before I told anyone, I'd basically decided I don't want to put myself through miscarriages, I don't want to put myself through, like, trying to get pregnant and then... Ending up not being able to have a child, I didn't want to put myself through, um, I decided that I wasn't, I didn't think I was mentally ready to be able to care for a child with special needs, so I made that decision before I even told anyone that, right, I'm taking that off the table, I don't want to put myself through trauma of miscarriages, I know people who've had them and it's not a nice thing, I didn't want to go through it. So, I'd made that decision and I felt so guilty about it, I felt like I was taking something away from my partner, I felt like I was taking something away from my family, and, oh, it was, I felt very, very guilty, and that was honestly what was making me the most upset. Yeah. Um, we, put, we put so much on women, and it's so expected that we'll have a child, and you know, it's, I feel like I wouldn't. If my friend told me about a situation, they said, like, oh, I can't have children, or I've decided not to have children, I wouldn't judge them. Yeah. I would be like, that's completely up to you, but I judged myself so harshly. Yeah, we're <laughs> our own worst critics, aren't Absolutely, we? Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely our own worst critics. Yeah, and that,
0: that sounds like a really tough thing to kind of go through alone.
1: Mmm. I also didn't want to tell people because I didn't want them to feel sorry for me. Oh, yeah. And I also, I told a couple of people, and their reaction was very much, they didn't know how to react. They just sort of went, oh. And their face sort of shut down, and they had sort of no reaction. And I had to then go, it's fine,
0: it's yeah. all fine, and then
1: try and be like, rather than feeling my actual feelings, I had to be like, No, it's okay. Yeah, you're it's almost okay. like help it, like yeah. it, like
0: helping them and kinda of yeah. catering to what they need in that situation exactly. as opposed to what you need. And now out of interest, what I don't know if there is like a right reaction to this kind of thing, yeah. but what what would be, you know, if, if someone had a friend going through a similar thing, what what would be a good thing in your mm. opinion
1: to say to them? Well, the best reaction I've had is from one of my friends that I've been friends with for ten years, ages and ages, and he's like, that's really rough. So, yeah. that it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just was like, yeah, yeah, it is really rough. Thank you for acknowledging that it's really rough.
0: Yeah. Um, that's a really interesting thing because sometimes when people are going through pain, your reaction is to be like, is to kind of soothe them and mm-hmm. not like mask the pain. You yeah. don't want to be like, you almost say like, I'm sorry you're in pain, but yeah. blah, blah, blah. But it'll be okay. Blah,
1: it'll blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can adopt and yeah like, I can that's so true but it was just it was really nice to just go that's really rough yeah and be like you're all right like, no not really I'm <laughs> not all right but yeah that reaction for me was the best reaction um, and when I was talking to another friend about coming on the podcast I was saying I was like am I doing this just for attention um, and they said, well, even if you are, that's a problem. That's something you should talk about. Yeah. Even if you are talking about this for attention, and they didn't think I was, but they said, if, if that's what you honestly think you're doing, and that's a problem that you need to talk about anyway. So regardless, you should talk about it.
0: Yeah, and I yeah. think this is a subject that... I, um, and when you spoke to me about coming on, I was like, I, I really wanted to share your story. And I was kind of like, as long as it's right for Ashley and she feels okay doing it, but I definitely want her to come on because being a woman and being childless is something we, we don't talk about in our yeah. society we don't really make space for women who are childless yeah. and um personally so i've got endometriosis so it, it's likely i probably wouldn't be able to conceive mm. to be honest i don't ever really want to try i don't want to have children mm-hmm. i'm very open about that with my partner
1: yeah
0: but you, you do feel a bit stigmatized by society and people don't like talking about it yeah and and they go like oh you
1: want to someday and
0: it's exactly. like <laughs> come oh. <laughs> on oh. I'm an adult I've made a decision or oh, like this is my situation
1: exactly or they'll do a thing where they'll be like oh my kids are two and four and they'll sort of look at you and sort of like trying to oh, judge yeah, and yeah. work out like are you having kids are you not having kids and I would I honestly would personally feel fine going like I, I, I'm not having kids I have a yeah. choice for medical reasons but then I feel like I'd make them so uncomfortable with what their behavior just was that I almost don't want to do it to them because I'm like, oh, well, so I shouldn't like point out that they're doing a very strange thing in sort of going like, oh, so I'm trying to work you out. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to like, feel awful about it. Um, but yeah, I I wish we were able to talk about these things. Yeah. And when I was um, when I first found out it was going to be really difficult, I started looking on the internet that that lovely place yeah (laughs) Um, looking for i was looking for someone else in a similar situation and what i found was people's success stories i found i was told i couldn't have children but now i have three children and it's great i was like that's not a story that's helpful to me right now what i'm after is someone who's openly talking about their pain and what they what they did that helped them yeah um,
0: not it was all okay in the end this so is my fairy tale ending exactly. Yeah.
1: and that was so many of them or so many of them were like oh ask a different doctor and I was like well I don't think that'll help me because what I've done is made a choice yeah um, yeah so that New is not a helpful place to go, I don't know why I thought it
0: would be. Well we all do it though, don't we, yeah. like you know you know not to look and then you look and you're like oh, I'm going to die of cancer within exactly. a week and Yeah. you regret the choice. Yeah. But in hindsight, just out of interest, mm-hmm. is there anything you wish you'd kind
1: of done during that period? I, I wish I told my partner, I wish I'd not built it up in my head to be like, he's going to leave me, uh-huh. um, is what I assumed, which was totally incorrect. And he, he was almost not bothered. He was like, well, we can adopt that, it's fine, I don't mind. And he pointed out as well, he was like, our friends have just had a baby. We love that little baby, don't we? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we do. He's like, "That's not our baby, it doesn't matter, does it? And I was like, no, that's very true. He was very matter-of-fact and yeah. practical about it. Um, and I wish I'd had that from beginning, I wish I hadn't hidden it for as long as I was, he knew there was something wrong. He yeah, just didn't know what it was. And whenever I was asked, I was like, oh, no, it's fine. Or, oh, work's, work's stressful. New work is stressful. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, I should have definitely spoken to someone, even if it wasn't, if I didn't feel comfortable with my partner, which, you know, I totally should. And um, I should have talked to someone. I should have talked to a friend or anyone. It you always know. surprises me how
0: open and wonderful people are when you give them the chance to be yeah and often like you, like you say you build this thing up internally and you finally kind of release it and they're, they're almost like it's okay like yeah no big deal
1: yeah exactly i was feeling like it was this huge thing and it was like society would ostracize me and where, where was even my place anymore yeah and it's like no it's that's all in your head yeah
0: so this is a question that you definitely don't have to answer mm-hmm but so f- and this is kind of coming from my own experience has it given you a bit of an existential crisis at all about like why am i here what oh am i doing oh my god yes so much
1: <laughs> so many times i'll just be doing like the washing up or something and be like what is my purpose in life now like, i was never someone who was like i will have children and that is what i will do uh, i've always really enjoyed my work and i've got a lot of satisfaction from other areas of life but i sort of assumed I would eventually get around to having children and the stupidest thing occurred to me I play a lot of The Sims and I was like my Sims all have kids
0: oh. and I was
1: like I was like oh and now it's, it's so stupid The Sims is a deep psychological insight for me they've stopped having kids in my Sim families. they're just they live forever now which isn't what they used to do um, yeah. that's really interesting
0: like just from a kind of psychological point of view the these things that kind of impact our inner world have these outward manifestations
1: in places, places you wouldn't imagine. Bizarre places. Like, as well, I said, one of my friends was, um, she was pregnant as I was, a couple of months after I found out, and I went to her baby shower as well, and we were shopping for little outfits to give to them as presents. That was, that was tough, but ultimately good because, I, I didn't want to be one of those people who was like, right, I'm going to avoid that. I'm yeah. going to avoid that and not go anywhere near that because you can't really avoid children. They're basically everywhere, especially in the school holidays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, right, we're just going to face this, let's do these things. Um, yeah, don't want to hide from it. And that's part of the reason I'm doing this because I don't want to hide it.
0: Yeah. Why should I? Yeah, totally. <laughs> And it's something that affects so many people, and men too as well, yeah. you know, we don't talk about like men who can't have children no. as much, even we as don't. we don't talk about women who can't have
1: children. No, we don't, we really don't, we should, we absolutely should. Yeah, and it's so kind of tied up in gender
0: roles and it is. all of
1: that. it really is. Um, like, so many times, um, people have assumed that when we have children, I will take time off work, and I was like, no, I yeah. would Anyone who knows me would know, I would go like absolutely mad if I didn't have (laughs) work to do. Whereas my partner would just be like, yeah, this is fine. I'm totally chilling out. I'm good. I don't need to be at work. Um, Not that looking after a kid isn't work, but I I need that sort of to be constantly solving testing problems. Yeah. (laughs) You Um, could do that maybe on a baby, although. Yeah, don't, don't try and test your baby. That sounds like a really bad idea. What is this result? No. Oh, no. The baby is just a bit like The Sims. It would not, yeah, that would be bad.
0: Way too much of my life is a Sims analogy. Oh. Um, play way too much of it. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's very bad. So, if you were talking to someone who was undergoing a similar thing, mm-hmm. I know we've talked a bit about advice, but is, is there any other advice you would give to them?
1: I'd, I'd really like them to say, if they wanted to reach out to me, please do reach out to me. It'd be nice to have a conversation with someone mm. going through a similar thing. I've, I've not been able to find anyone going through a similar thing who's made a choice not to have children because they think they couldn't deal with it yeah. if their child was, if they had special needs. And I'd, I'd just really like to talk to anyone. Who's going through that?
0: Yeah, because I have a community, a network. Yeah, that.
1: I think we're we're better when we can talk about these things, and we realise that it's it might be normal to be feeling like crazy guilty about it. Yeah, and yeah, that might be completely normal, but I've got no way of knowing. So yeah, yeah, I I'd love to have a talk to anyone who's going through something similar. Well, how can people get in touch with you? Um, Twitter is probably the best place. I am tough as tests on Twitter. Um, feel free to just drop me a message. Just also that we don't talk about whether you feel mentally ready to have a kid. Oh yeah, oh God, yeah. It It's like you end up with this, see I found out because I was like, right, I am 29, um, I'm diabetic, so I have to go through this thing called preconception clinic. So I went there and it's this whole thing because they have to manage your diabetes carefully um, if you're planning on getting pregnant. So I went, I went to the clinic um, and I went there, not because I was mentally ready, but because I was like, this is a ticking clock. <laughs> time. Exactly. I was like, right, it's time to deal with this right now. And even though me and my partner knew we weren't financially ready to have children, we didn't even address mentally ready. Um, <laughs> we were like, right, we're gonna do, we're gonna do this now because we need, if there's something wrong, maybe we can sort it out. Yes. Yeah. Um, we didn't realize the other complications that, yeah. were, that I had. Um, because there's a lot of things that you wouldn't realize were complications until you started trying to help yeah. children Um. yeah so i think we really need to be thinking about am i mentally ready yeah like, a lot of people seem to just it's a time thing it's yeah. like right got it's got to do it. this now and yeah i think that's a, a thing we really need to look at as a society because
0: yeah because i think oh. also for me one of the reasons I don't want children is an environmental one
1: yeah
0: and uh, like I honestly think one of the best things you can do for the planet is not have a child and yeah. I would never impose that choice on anyone oh, no. else but it's something I personally believe and my partner does a lot
1: yeah.
0: and we don't talk about that impact of things as well yeah also no. like I can barely look after myself how am I going <laughs> like I don't get myself up very well in the morning <laughs> I'm not going to cope with a tiny baby very yeah. well no mm-hmm. you're, you're totally right though and interest would you because this has been in the news recently about people going to fertility kind of um like fertility i want to say inspection it's not inspection it's like fertility it's almost a preconception like Mm. what how are you healthy like how's it going with your whole kind of
1: yeah yeah reproductive system would you
0: advise people do that
1: i think it's got to be a personal decision because Mm. if it comes back to if it comes back in the same cases it did with me, is you're going to have trouble, and you might well have a child with severe disabilities. You're going to take a, a pretty hard look at your life, and you might take that quite hard. But I think it is better to be informed. If you're definitely along the lines of right, I do want to have a child. I would definitely yeah. do that beforehand, um, so you can you know how difficult it might be for yeah. you. Um, yeah. If you're definite about having a child, I would say yes. If you're unsure, or you're thinking, if you're not bothered, then yeah. wait until you feel bothered, and be like, "Am I definitely ready? Is this definitely something I want?" And I do agree with you on the environmental issue. Me, me, and my partner thought we would only have one child, yeah, for that reason. And um, <laughs> he he often joked about that adoption was the environmentally friendly yeah, way of doing totally it. Agree he was with like, it, we've, "We've got plenty of children out there. Yeah, let's use what we've already got."
0: <laughs> also i think and this kind of ties into a wider thing i've always found really funny as somebody who studied history that we mm. go by um, paternal uh inheritance mm. how do you know that baby's dad is oh, da- this- like this is the thing so we go on about like biology and passing down our genes mm. but um i read a really interesting statistic that was like in the past and this may be still in the future 20 percent mm. pregnancies the father is not the father they thought was oh the my gosh so like your genetic legacy like doesn't even really matter yeah. no, but with a woman true. it can't be fake so it's like well, why don't we do matrilineal
1: well i that's a it's a quote from one of my favorite books it says something i can't remember it exactly exactly but it's like father is movable but mother is fact yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And um,
0: also, it doesn't
1: matter. No, it really doesn't. I, it's exactly what I felt with my friend's baby, I was like, I love this little baby. Yeah. He's very cute, um, but I, they're not related to me in any way, yeah. so it, why does it matter? I
0: love my cat way too much, and they
1: aren't even the same species as me, and I'm like, oh my god, you're the most perfect being that's ever existed, so pure, so sweet. So, I'm Ashley Smith. I'm at Tuffers Tests on Twitter, that's T-U-F-F-E-R-S-T-E-S-T-E-S-T-E-S, um, and I'm also, as I said, co-founder of Women in Tech York, we're a free monthly meetup, we're very, very friendly, please come along, we run on the second Thursday of the month, and next month, in September, I will be speaking about negotiation, um, it should be really fun, and it's not going to be uncomfortable at all. <laughs> Shout out to uh, the yeah. trembling manners
0: on Lendl for being our fabulous host for this afternoon. That's why it's a little bit noisy, but I thought it would add some atmosphere.
1: And <laughs> um, so, I'm Ashley Smith. I'm t- at Tuffers Tests on Twitter. That's T-U-W-F-E-R-S Tests. And as I said, I'm an ambassador from Nintek York. And um, please come along. We run on the second Thursday of the month. We're a free meetup. We're very fun. We're very friendly. And along because we're awesome also the food is really good as well i mean i I
0: come in for
1: the talks but the food a tiny bit too. food is good thank you so much for coming on thank
0: you really really brave of you and i really appreciate you sharing your story thank you thank you so much to ashley for coming on the show and sharing an extremely important and a very kind of brave and personal subject with us as I said in the intro, I do think it was extremely kind of brave of her to come on and talk about it. So if you'd like to find out more about the podcast and kind of what I'm up to with The Brave and all of the upcoming episodes and all of that, you can follow us on Twitter at The Brave Listen. You can also find out a bit more about the podcast on my website, my personal website, because I'm too cheap to pay for two lots of hosting. And that's BethandVincent.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and I get up up to all sorts of weird and wonderful things um, and that's at Beth and Vincent and if you're interested in coming on the show and sharing your story with us I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me through my website or twitter or email which is hello at bethandvincent.com and finally if you enjoyed this episode and the podcast as a whole I would love it if you left a review and or a rating just because of kind of various algorithmic things that means that the podcast will essentially get promoted to more people we'll get to share kind of people's stories and hopefully make people aware that resilience isn't just about kind of carrying on when things are tough there's so much more to it and all of that so yeah until next time I'm going to leave you here and thank you very much for listening